We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Gaming Golf. We're covering uh, Harbor Town. We're covering... Uh, uh, a fun contest here for the RBC. Uh, coming fresh off the Masters, where we saw a masterful performance by Hideki Matsuyama on uh, the, over the weekend. Starting after the rain delay on Saturday, he just really took off. Uh, pretty impressive finish. He had one little hiccup on the first hole, another one on the 15th hole. But other than that, I mean, he, he pretty much had, it was super solid all day on Sunday. Yeah, you almost uh, you almost feel bad in saying that it was almost a classic Masters, but it was still a good Masters because, in a way, like to make that a classic, you would you would have almost needed to see that Masters be tied somewhere on the back right. nine, and it was close to getting there. You, you, I feel bad because to have it tied would you know Hideki would have needed to give a couple more shots back at the end, and he did he did what champions do, which is close the deal, but. It was a good. It was a good Masters. I mean, when is the Masters ever not at least good? But I don't think in the end it won't go down. At least in the United States, the classic Masters. But that's not to say that this won't have that, that this Masters won't reverberate, you know, worldwide and do more for the game of golf than we probably even understand today as an American audience. So, um, still an impactful weekend, if not necessarily a classic in terms of entertainment. Yeah, I think it really depends like when you're watching too. Because if you watch the back nine on Saturday, I mean that's when that's when Decky won the thing. I mean, what was he minus? He shot thirty on the back nine on Saturday, and that was as masterful a, a, a nine holes as as we can see. But you're right, Sunday was a little bit anticlimactic, and you know it, it got close on sixteen when Xander put the ball in the water, and um, his quotes on it were a little weird afterwards. But uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm glad it got close a little bit, but I'm glad Hideki won. It was good to see him close it out. But uh, you know, a little disappointed I wasn't on him. Usually I'm on Hideki, one of my favorite players, but I didn't didn't know if the putter was going to be there but the scrambling was so insanely good that he kind of overcame everything else it was he was absolutely masterful around the greens it was it was unbelievable how good he was around the greens. you at least brought his name up 
Um, I'm I did, the one that I did. dismissed and said I'd rather have Cam Smith. At least Smith like was good. It could have been. It could have been far worse. I could have said like I'd rather have some other guy. You know, I'd rather have uh, Patrick Cantlay or, or something Ugh. like that. Uh, pretty brutal. Uh, this yeah, week that was a surprise. I think I think we get a pass on last week because I mean Hideki that was a hard one to see coming. I mean he was really he was everybody's pick in majors four years ago when he was winning tournaments, but. To me, that was the most out of nowhere win. Maybe I mean he's put Danny Willett aside. That's a different deal. When the Scott win, will never put Danny Willett aside. I, will I would never, say never. I would say I would put that in the almost in the class of Sergio's win of just like wow. You know, I thought his time was a few years ago, and even though he was you know still a top player, you just didn't see any signs coming into the week that that was going to be the week where there'd be a major breakthrough. So um, Matsuyama hit all the shots he needed to down the stretch and certainly deserved it. Yeah, I mean, as far as the past, though, I mean, at least we had we it's on the DraftKings side. We had a lot of uh, a lot of guys under seven thousand that did really well. I, I know we mentioned uh, Corey Connors. We mentioned Kokrak made the cut. We mentioned Siwoo Kim who finished high. Uh, Ryan Palmer, I think, were the four guys we had under seven thousand. All guys who were three of those guys were on the leaderboard. Uh, you know, on Sunday, Palmer, Kim, and Connors were all you know as you see the matches leaderboard, they were kind of moving on. Kim and, and Palmer fell back a little bit on Sunday, but um, in terms of some value, at least uh, at least we hit it on that in that regard. Yeah, we won't see Corey Connors at 6,900 at the Masters ever again. No, or maybe any other course for a while. Yeah. In fact, he's 9,300 this week uh, at, uh, at Harbortown. And, you know, that's, that's where he was getting prized for a while, actually, to be fair. Uh, and then just, you know, and, and, and he just, for whatever reason, he dropped for, that, for this particular tournament just because of the strength of the field. But this is a good field coming up. Let's, let's jump right into Harbortown. Uh, start off at the top. I mean, Dustin Johnson's here. Uh, he's never done well at this tournament. He's never done well in his home state of South Carolina, actually, uh, on the PGA. So yet he he's priced up as the favorite. Reaction? I'm surprised he has he hasn't played better in this state. I don't know if he uh, if it's that extra crush of South Carolina media descending upon him that uh, adds the pressure. Um, I'm just kidding. That's not. I I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's strange to me, but. I would probably steer clear of DJ this week in uh, the daily fantasy games and even just futures bets. Um, I just, he hasn't quite been on form this spring. And uh, I think there's just some other options that, that maybe fit the course profile a little bit better and are playing a little better. So, but understandably conversations got to start with him this week. The fact that, um, that he's in the field to me is a bit of a surprise. I mean, I think he's, just, he's an RBC sponsor guy is the only reason he's playing this week is that he's kind of sponsor uh, sponsor required to play. But <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, here's the thing. DJ, DJ could blow away this field. DJ can win any time. But you look at the last three events. He's just not playing DJ like right now. And if I'm going to pay that price, both in the betting market and on DraftKings, I want hey, I want I want my top guy to be informed. So um, pretty easy for me to just drop down maybe a thousand bucks. Some of these other guys this week. So nine hundred bucks cheaper is Webb Simpson, the defending champ. Uh, he, he, he's, he's not in amazing form, but he's certainly not playing poorly either. Uh, and it's obviously course for horse, uh, horse for course, you know, course for horse would be weird, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's a guy that should play pretty well here. Yeah. Uh, he's got a great track record and uh, coming in as his betting champion, I could certainly, uh, it'd be very easy to justify a Webb Simpson uh, pick or two, or mixing him into your lineups. I sort of, I sort of lean Morikawa in that same tier. Uh, just a, a similar profile in terms of driving accuracy. I think that's where it all starts this week. If you're gonna, if you're gonna just like look at pl- tour stats and who, like who fits the course profile, 
Um, so I, I find myself in that tier of player uh, grabbing more cow. I just very rarely pick repeat champions, even though it's, you know, very often they, it happens or they at least come close. Cause like you said, horse for course, but I like more this week as, as like my main foundation for uh, a draft team to fan lineup. I have a, I have a big bold on, on Morikawa this week. Also, I agree there. I mean, I think for me, it's like, I, I see Webb and, and Colin pretty close. Uh, DraftKings, they're close prices. If you look at the betting market, though. Webb's the favorite 11 to one. Morikawa is the fifth favorite at 21 to one. You're going to give me 10 points of extra value. I think I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Morikawa if I'm betting. I can see both ways on the, on the, on the, on the DK side. I'd probably lean Morikawa. I just, I love the game right now. He kind of fell apart on Saturday at the Masters. Just, he putted terribly on Saturday. His, his, his strokes lost putting on Saturday were insane to the point that I actually bet him in his head to head matchup on Sunday because I, I love the bounce back on that. And he actually, he actually beat Matt Jones by a couple strokes as he was paired up with. So it worked out nicely. But um, yeah, I think Morikawa, especially at any time you get Morikawa over 20 to 1 right now, I think that's a, that's a, that's a green light right there. Second place at the Masters was Will Zalatoris. Uh, you know, I think the world got to see a lot of him. I mean, I think the fancy world was on him already, but you know, the the more general golf public was paying more attention to him finally this weekend. If only he could have made a couple more putts, it would have made that a little bit more interesting on Sunday. He's up at ninety seven hundred this week. Scott, what do you think? What's your reaction to that? I, I love Zalatoris. We talked about him a few times. Uh, you know, incredible performance last week. First time in the Masters to finish second. And, you know, made a little bit of run there. He put uh, put a little fear in in, in Decky for a little bit. I don't know. I just I, I think that's a tough week to come off. Uh, that's such a high week. I mean, he's what top twenty five uh, five straight weeks. So I mean, playing extra, extre- extremely well. Um, I think in the range, there's a couple of guys I just like more uh, betting wise. He's right around that Morikawa line also. So I think uh, it probably won't be a heavy Zalatoris week for me. But uh, nothing this kid does will surprise me at the moment. Jeff, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Want to have fun with your you want to have fun with your lineups. I mean, he's <laughs> certainly a fun guy to watch. So yeah. I, I don't know. For me, part of this is when I set up lineups, just guys that I want to watch and enjoy watching. And I agree with Scott. You you kind of feel like the magic carpet ride has to <laughs> like. The carpet has to land on Earth at some point, and and this would seem like a natural place, just coming off of uh, that, you know, what he did last week at Augusta. But but it was fun, wasn't it? I I, I would still endorse plugging him back in there. There's you know, there, you, sometimes you just got to ride the wave. So and he can he can flat out ball strike too. I mean, he it's unbelievable yeah. how well he hits the ball, and it's a, it's a good course for that. The course fits him pretty well. I just uh, I, I think it's just a, a tough week to come off and, and bet him or or, uh, or put him at the drafting price. But uh, I don't, hard, hard to doubt the kid right now. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Jeff, uh, Daniel Berger was at the height of his powers last year when they last played the RBC. Uh, it was the second term after they resumed play. Uh, he's 10,000 this week on DraftKings. Uh, another guy that I think, you know, at least people have pretty high expectations of him. You're not getting him cheaply as cheaply as you did last year. Um, what are you looking at for him this week? Yeah, I still, you know, if you're going to do stars and scrubs, right, maybe you could go Morikawa plus Berger or Webb Simpson plus Berger if you want. I certainly think um, he probably justifies that price to a point because he did he did play so well last year. But I don't know. I mean, this is a different event. It's a different spot on the calendar now. I mean, Webb Simpson shredded the course scoring record last year um, in winning. It was the second event back, back post-COVID. Post so, um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, again, I... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I feel like I understand the, the pricing on Daniel Berger. There's just other guys I want in that tier. I wonder if maybe a lot of people go that way. He missed the cut at the Masters, too, so that helps. Maybe he's uh, flies a little under the radar this year, this week. He's in between uh, Webb and Morikawa, then right below him is Zala Torres and Corey Connors and, and Terrell Hatton. Um, I wonder if Berg gets lost in the mix a little bit. Whenever someone gets lost in the mix a little bit, uh, you know, a, a prime elite player, I like to do that. Four top tens the last seven weeks. Uh, I think I'm going to at least slide him in uh, in one DraftKings lineup because I, I, I think he might go a little bit under-owned this week. Interesting. I like it. I like I like uh, the logic on that one there. If there's one stat we're looking for for this week from Harbortown, what is it? The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead, Scott. For, uh, for me, it's a, it's shot gain on approach. I just think this course is all about, uh, you know, and drive, I think driving accuracy is probably the second one. This course is all about not only not hitting the ball far, but hitting the ball in the right spots in the fairway. You know, I was reading a couple stories, and it seems like there there are times where like it's better to be a little bit off in the rough and on the from one side of the fair the fairway than in the fairway on the other side. It's like all about angles. The greens are really small. Um, I think it's a, just a, a, a ball striker's shot maker's course, and I think that uh, you know distance is is muted a little bit here, which uh, you know. I think that it is important to know because you get guys like Webb that, you know, suddenly are right there with DJ this week. So I think that uh, I think it uh, shot gains approach is probably my top one. And then I wanted some, some accurate drivers of the ball too. And I, and I start right there. I start with driving accuracy and start forming my list from just sorting that stat on the PGA tour stats, who's leading in accuracy. And I start forming my list of, of, stars and scrubs alike just from looking at that those numbers all right so with that in mind let, let's find some guys here i mean we, we talked about most of the guys at the top tier um if there's anybody else on that level go ahead and mention them but at the same time jeff let's start with you who are some uh, mid-tier and lower tier guys that you're looking at in that line in that light yeah i would i would look at maybe another one of of South Carolina's beloved sons, uh kevin kisner uh anytime you talk about a course that you don't need to overpower uh, a guy like Kevin Kisner immediately comes back into play. And um, these are the kind of tracks where um, someone with his profile, this is how they make a living, you know, is, is beating up on these golf courses, 7,100 yards uh, placement over power really will be the name uh, will, will carry the day at Harbor town. So 
he was a guy I flagged immediately. And then when I looked at the the stats to back it up, that he is still in the fairway this year. Um, hasn't done a lot this year. Um, and maybe is due. I think, um, I don't know. He's just a guy that I, I sort of put a star next to in that mid tier. And I, I, I plugged him in. I do have a lot of mid tier guys, but I'm going to go a little upper mid tier first. Cause I don't want to go past the guy that I'm picking to win this tournament. Um, at 9,200, I really think that the stats we mentioned, everything lines up really well for Paul Casey this week. Um, kind of played okay last week, but made the cut finished top what he finished 26 of the masters, but, uh, six straight, uh, worldwide in the top, whatever it was top 10 or top 15 before that f- four straight on the PGA tour in the top 10, uh, really good T to green and approach numbers lately Four straight top tens. Like I mentioned, um, I think it feels like a week where, where, uh, you know, some of these top guys, uh, you know, it, it might be tough coming off the Masters, but I like Casey to sneak in there. I think 9,200 is a price where he's high enough where he's not going to, people are going to gravitate to him like they did last week at 7,900. He was really high percentage last week. Um, I think, uh, I think Casey be my pick to win this week and obviously in a lot of my DraftKings lineups. I like that. I'm going to throw out one name and see what your guys' reaction to it here is uh, Brian Harmon. Uh, I think he's really accurate in his approach, uh, makes a lot of putts. Uh, the lack of distance on this course will help him a little bit. At 8,700, will you have any of him in your lineups? Yes, that's a great pick. Uh, he's, he keeps popping up. Feels feels like he's uh, just a player on the upswing. Uh, another one who doesn't rely on power uh, to get around. It kind of in the Kevin Kisner uh, body type and game type. You know, scrappy and and uh, you know uh, has a, has the swag uh, about him that um, is kind of fun to watch as well. So absolutely, Brian Harmon's a great pick this week. I just like a lot of guys in that range a little bit more. But we talk about like we do with Berger. I think Harmon will go very under on this week. We got Casey nine two hundred. We have Matthew Fitzpatrick at ninety one hundred. I'm oh, sorry, he wants to be Matt Fitzpatrick now. Uh, and then Abe Answer is at eighty nine hundred. And this is a guy that finished second here in June, and that was with losing strokes gained putting against the field. Like incidents, it's really hard to finish second. Actually, lose strokes putting. Uh, he he gained thirteen point seven shots tee to green and eleven point eight wow. in approach last week. He it was he had a stretch. I forget what exact number it was. We had a stretch in that tournament where he made he hit so many greens in a row. They were like talking. I think he had 18 uh, greens in regulation round, I think was the thing he had last year. He just, he was unbelievable ball striking last year at this course. Uh, three top 25s before Augusta would have been top 20 at Augusta, if not for that two stroke penalty in the sand on Thursday, where it was, you know, kind of a, kind of a weak penalty. I mean, he did touch the sand. I get it. But, um, you know, a penalty that really didn't affect the shot very much, but that would have been four state top 25s. Um, yeah. If you like Harmon this week though, I mean, with those three guys right above him, a couple other names right below him, uh, I can't imagine people are clamoring to play Brian Harmon at the price. And and that's usually a good thing for DraftKings if you like the player. Yeah. Uh, so and I'm glad you brought up the penalty on the answer. I was going to follow up on that. All right. So last week, Scott, you found us a lot of cheap guys that, that made our lineups fit. Who are we going to turn to this week to do that? So uh, there's a lot of guys in the 7,000s that, that I like that you can kind of play a bunch of them and get your, some of your top guys in. There's a couple of 6,000s I'll mention also at the end. Um, I'm going back to Siwoo Kim at 7,900. I think the price is right. Finished 12th of the Masters, three state top 25s. Um, he was uh, top 10 at the players uh, in, in tee to green and approach were really good numbers there and just playing really solidly. Siwoo's a guy that can go off and on, but you want him when he's on form. When you don't, you want to stay far, far away because he can finish last, literally. Um, Charlie Charlie Hoffman, too, 7,800, top 23 of his last four tournaments. Um, you know, he was second at the Valero two weeks ago, uh, gained 4.8 shots on approach uh, his last four track tourneys. Uh, you know, we don't do the uh, we don't do the, 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 the alternate sites for the track events, so we, we don't have numbers there. But just playing really solidly at 7,800. And then uh, last guy I want to mention here, 7,500 in the middle here is Matthew Wallace, uh, made the cut at the Masters. Uh, 
another guy that's a little bit hot or cold, but when he's hot, you want him in your lineups. He finished uh, third at Valero the, the previous week. That was with losing uh, losing strokes on putting. So if you just putt a little bit, um, his ball striking was immaculate at Valero. Um, an up and down guy, but I think high upside, which in a DraftKings tournament at 7,500, you know, that's the kind of guy you want. There's a guy that's 7,500 that can actually win this tournament. Usually guys down here were like, oh, he can finish top 20. Matthew Wallace is a guy that, if he's on form, could win this tournament. Uh, two top 20s the last four. He's someone at 7,500 that I think I'm going to have a lot of. I love the Hoffman pick. Uh, you know, he was right there at the Valero to have Masters Week off. Um, I, I don't remember one of you two made the joke that he, he was leading on Thursday wherever he was playing that yeah. week, regardless. I stole but your joke, I think. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good joke. Uh, I think. Other than the fact that Hoffman's on my fantasy team, which is automatically the kiss of death, uh, you, I'd be inclined to put him in my lineups more. Siwoo Kim's a great pick. I found myself, and I, I don't know why, and this is, this is more of a gut call than a stats call uh, down in that 7,000 tier. Um, I like Matt Wallace a lot too, but I, I found myself clicking on Harold Varner, and I'm not sure why. But I just I think I got in this mode of like body type, game type, like not a big hitter. I just I got in this like Kevin Kisner, Brian Harmon mindset. And I started just kind of following it on down the page. And uh, Harold Varner, I think, was at 7,000 on DraftKings. And I just I found myself rounding out my lineup uh, with him a couple times. How about he is a guy? Go he's a guy that can go high. He's a guy that can go high or low to him. You look at his his, yeah, his history. Like, he's like miscut 19th, 61st, 22nd, 62nd miscut. Yeah. He's all over the place. When he plays well, though, he plays well. Indeed. Indeed, he does. Okay, how about some fades? Who are some guys you're staying away from, whether it's the price or you just don't think that like his chances here? We'll start with you, Jeff. I mean, I fade DJ. I just, you know, fading the number one player in the world is probably not generally a, a money-making move in, in golf betting. But I think this is a week where, like, like, you know, Scott made the case perfectly at the start of the show. But there's just other ways to go. If you're going to spend a top-line uh, golfer, I think pick somebody who's comfortable at this place, who's played it a lot, and just there's a track record current form um it's it feels strange to fade the best player in the game but that's what i would do yeah i don't think i'm gonna have dj just kind of a, on a price uh, basis i don't think i'm at patrick cantley cantley either just not playing well lately but i'll give you someone who is playing well who i'm not gonna have is cameron smith this week um i just think he's a little bit uh, relying on huge putting numbers lately he gained 5.8 and 6.9 uh, strokes putting in the, at the players in WGZ Mexico. Finished top ten at the Masters last week, and then fourth at Genesis. They got like a really good run right now. Uh, people are people are really on him right now. I just think it's a little bit relying on the putting at the moment, and I feel like uh, I feel like we're maybe looking at a little bit, a little bit of a mediocre week for Cam Smith. As hot as he's been, uh, I'm gonna take other guys in the range, and he's priced up at a spot in a ten two that uh, you know he's got to play really well. He's got to be uh, got to be on on a chance to win the tournament. I just I'm not feeling Cam Smith this week. Yeah, so th- there's some pretty heavy uh, prices, guy, he- heavily priced guys that you- you're going to stay away from this week. So that uh, you know, it does open it up for like mid tier, like structure wise, building your lineup. Uh, are you even digging into the six thousand tier at all? I have, I have two guys in the six thousands that I believe sprinkling in some lineups that I'll, I'll mention as we get to the end here. But for me, uh, a little bit less stars and scrubsy this week. You know, in the Masters week, you, you're, there's guys in the six thousands that are really good players. We talked about them last week. We talked about Siwoo and Corey Connors. I mean, those are really world class players that are in the six thousands. You don't get that at a tournament like this. Right. I have a couple guys in the six thousands who I do like, but we're talking about guys who probably can't win. Um, you're hoping to make the cut, and this this event's tough. I mean, we had 138 players getting six to six through the cut in DraftKings is really difficult in a week like this. So I'm a little. More 
more, I'm a little more uh, kind of medium. I'll, I'll play some guys in the nines, some low tens, maybe, but, but only one guy there. I won't go stars and scrubs this week. A lot of a uh, lot of sevens and eights for me this week. Trying to build a stable lineup. Trying to get six guys through the cut with a couple of guys that can can finish high up on the leaderboard. But it's a, it's a different build than it is, I think, at a, at a major. Yeah, that, that that was the impression I got as well. So, uh, how about you, Jeff? When you've been building, uh, any any other tips uh, like structurally on your building your teams? I stayed out of the six thousand tier as well. Harold, Harold Barner was like my last, my last, <laughs> bottom of the ladder. Uh, it, who can run hot or cold? I just had a feeling hot. Something inside said hot week, and I just went for it. And I saw him at seven thousand, so nothing below that. All right, betting wise, Scott, uh, looking at the odds, what what catches your eye? Do you want you want my six thousand guys first? Yeah, sure. Let's go six thousand guys. That's fine. Just just because I have it up on the screen, uh, I do like Doug Gim this week at sixty nine hundred, uh, hitting it really well. Tita Green, yeah. awful on the greens. Last couple of tournaments, lost a lot of strokes. And I think that if he could just be an average putter this week, I think that he makes the cut. And you know, maybe he can be a, a top ten, twenty ten of guy. Uh, he's twelfth in the field. Tita Green, the last thirty six rounds, so like really hitting the ball well. Uh, when you look at everybody in this field, top ten on the field and approach the last thirty six rounds. So a guy that just sticks out a little bit at the price. He, he's hitting the ball really well. My other guy down even a little bit lower, 6,700, is Chase uh, Chase Seifert this week. Uh, last four tournaments, he's 44th, 18th, 3rd, and 15th. Two of those were alt events. I get that. Didn't get a lot of uh, attention there, but playing really well. But finished third at the Honda, gained 8.6 uh, shots, tee to green, 7.9 approach, three top 20s in 2021. So for a guy at 6,700, there's enough there. He's doing enough well. Uh, you know, Placing up on the leaderboard three times in the year is someone that uh, that I'm probably going to put in a couple of lineups where I need someone cheat, maybe want to play a 10 and a 9, something like that. I think Seifert's a guy that can, can make the cut and maybe slide in the top 25. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned Gim, and he the optimizer likes him, too. Riddlewire's optimizer uh, likes him. When I ran, ran uh, uh, my first run of it last night, uh, that's one of the names that popped up to make the lineup fit. So there you go. How does the – all right, got to tell me. How does a Rotowire optimizer – what does that mean, and how does that work? <laughs> okay, so most – uh, DFS websites will have a tool that you can kind of plug in your parameters. You can lock players in, you can fade player, lock players out, and it run, generates a, uh, an optimal lineup uh, using y- using all the settings that you want to do. And uh, I, all I did was like I, I pretty much kept it pretty beige. I locked out like bottom guys, just a couple guys I didn't think had any chance, um, and and then ran it. And you can, you, know, I, you can put a lot more into it. I didn't really lock anybody in because I just wanted to see who it spat out as like how to build a lineup and it, it you know it gives you your six guys and it makes it all fit under the salary cap and it like Doug Gim so it was kind of interesting to see that huh. so. I like it I like to hear that yeah um, so okay let's uh, quick let's do uh, betting odds real quick here and then we'll, we'll finish with our winners uh, Scott I, uh, quickly uh, give me a couple of betting odds guys that you like so I haven't decided which one, but I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go Paul Casey at the top. He's twenty three to one, which makes it hard for me to bet Morikawa, who I do like at twenty one to one. But I think I'm gonna go Casey in the mid range. Um, I do like Charlie Hoffman at forty to one and Siwoo Kim at fifty to one. I think both guys that could win this tournament. And then as you get deeper down the field here, I think uh, I think I'm gonna have a, a few bucks on Matt Wallace. He's gone from one hundred to one to seventy five to one. Don't like that, but uh, still enough that uh, I'm in on there. And then uh, I'm gonna put a couple bucks bucks on Doug Gim at one twenty five to one, and maybe a couple bucks on Michael Thompson. He's a he's a horse for course guy. He's played really well here. He's 125 to one. Doesn't take a lot to put a couple bucks on him. And I think he's uh, I think he's finished top ten here the last two years. Eighth in 2020, tenth in 2019. Played really well at Honda. So enough there that 125 to one uh, might make it interesting and see if he can uh, he can get uh, a little squirrely on Sunday. 
Yeah, Michael Thompson. Uh, nothing gets by Scott. That was my stealth guy too for a little bit of course form uh, at a, at a, some some high odds. Uh, but then I think I go right back to some of the guys we've been talking about. I, I would look at Morikawa. I'd look at. Um, well, I don't want to spoil my pick to win yet, but kind of in that tier. Matt, I think Matt Fitzpatrick's a great pick this week. He's not going to be my ultimate one pick, but um, still like that he's dropped Matthew and gone to Matt. I still think that that move to simplify and streamline is going to pay off somewhere. Uh, I think there's some guys in that tier that are interesting. Paul Casey, another one. All right, very good. All right, let's jump right to it. Uh, your pick to win, Jeff. The golf gods owe him one now. Uh, and, and Scott laid out the statistical case beautifully earlier. I thought you were going to go all the way and make him your pick. Maybe you will. We've shared picks before, but I think Abe answer, he played it so well last year. He is having a very a quietly great year. He deserved more out of the masters than he got. And, uh, he's going to win soon. Uh, you know, you just keep, he keeps playing the way he's playing. It's going to happen somewhere. And I think this is, this is, it's already proven to be a great course for him because he played it so well last year. Uh, he would be my one pick. Uh, for this week. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Paul Casey. I think that I love the form. I like the fact that he played well, but not way, way up there at the masters. So I do like that. He's kind of didn't have the, the crazy Sunday pressure. Um, I just think the, the form is fantastic right now. The, the numbers in the stats that I like this week are, are right there. And I think, uh, I think it's time for Casey to, uh, to win one of the PGA tour here. How about you, Jeff? Oh, you're going to make me pick one here. I'm just a genius of this here, but nope. uh, no, got to pick one. I will. I'm, I, I use Brian Harmon in my one and done this week, so all right, we'll see uh, how that carries out. But uh, all right, that's going to wrap up uh, this week's edition of Gaming Golf. Please subscribe, rate, or review the podcast. We do appreciate. It. Please give us feedback. Let us know what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. Uh, you can tweet at us at Jeff underscore Ritter at Scott Jenstad and at Jeff underscore Erickson. Good luck. Good week. Good luck this week here at the uh, at the uh, RBC and uh, enjoy your tournament. Hopefully you do well and you can report a winner back to us. Take care. Discover speakers for all around your home and beyond at Sonos.com, including Move and the all-new Roam. This latest portable addition to the Sonos system is smart, lightweight, waterproof, and ready for any adventure. So start yours now at Sonos.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.